Stephen Carter, we made you read Ring World. It's like a road trip book, but about a traveling across the universe to find a ring-shaped world. Uh, there's a cat. Anyway, uh, what's your major compliment for this book? Uh, I guess my major compliment is that I, uh, for the first, like, maybe 15 or so, maybe 20 minutes of listening to this, I thought that this was a comedy book. I thought this was a parody of a space travel book. Um, oh, nice. Like, That's and so a good I, way to misunderstand it. It was it was really great for those <laughs> 10 minutes. And then when it went, like, what? was the next half hour without any sort of comedy or joke or anything remotely oh. humorous, I was like, oh, God. Oh, no. So there wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't, there wasn't a single moment where you're like, oh, this is serious. It was just, like, gradually no, but, on you. I, no, but I, I encourage you, if you, like, I bet if you read the first 50 pages as, uh, like, played for laughs, it would be uh, pretty entertaining. Like, everything about Kazins and puppeteers, they, it just sounds... It could be it could be really funny, but when it's played seriously, it's like, oh no. no. Yeah, and a two hundred year old guy doing a bunch of two hundred year old stuff. Yeah, and like there's a, what, one of the members some... the cat tribe is there just for apologizing, and like it's a space species oh. that's known as cowards. Like that's all funny stuff. Yeah, it could be kind of funny, <laughs> it, but it, it, it's not, listeners. It's not funny. It's not funny, dear listener. I. I don't think any of it is actually supposed to be funny, but it's I'm not 100 percent on that. It is shockingly devoid of humor. Yeah, I think the one uh, rape joke was supposed to be funny, and it was not. Ooh, I don't remember that one, but I don't like it. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so my major compliment, uh, which I'm going to get out just so Scott can't take it, Damn you. is uh, the orgasm gun. They have an <laughs> orgasm gun. They have a gun with which they give you a continuous orgasm as long as they're shooting you. Can which- I? Can I ask some questions here? Yeah, shoot. With an orgasm gun? Um, <laughs> I get it. That's yeah. funny. Uh, well, so are, what are the bullets? So it's, it shoots a ray. It's a ray gun, and it stimulates the part of your brain that has to do with pleasure, your hypothalamus, I guess, and it just it like hmm? it diddles your hypothalamus. So if you were brain dead or sleeping, would it not work? Ooh, great question. Never tested. Uh, but the the cool thing about the book is that it's used. It is used on occasion to help I- increase pleasure during intercourse. But usually, it's used to get someone to stop being a jerk to you because you're like this. The mean cat guy is trying to take over the spaceship, uh, like right off the bat because he's a giant cat. And so he's like, I'm taking over your spaceship. Oh, that feels good. And then he doesn't mess with anybody again because of that. Or well, he's afraid gun. of becoming addicted to it. Yes. He's like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm so, he's like a Christian conservative. He doesn't want to misbehave because he knows if he misbehaves, he's going to get shot with a pleasure gun and then he's going to like it too much. Uh... And because he's conservative, he doesn't want to do it. But if he was a Wait, jerk like me, powerful would... self control. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You would just go for it? I would misbehave and get orgasms. It seems like <laughs> I, okay. you, it very, only works on a specific thing. Go ahead, Ezra. Why? Well, what, just why do they do they do they stop at gun or are there like uh, I guess pleasure grenades or pleasure like you know stiletto knives or like plowitzer? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the second that's created, civilization is over, though, right? Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, an orgasm grenade, just, we cannot be trusted with that. Well, they, they even talk about, like, oh, like, teenagers have, like, little tasps, these guns, and they're, they're oh, in they the park, do. and they're, like, shooting random strangers with it, and it's kind of funny. And I'm picturing, no, people are lazing pilots as they fly overhead. Oh, that's so dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that is terrifying. Does We're it make a mess system. also? No, no, it's just pure pleasure. It's You don't... You don't. I don't think you produce. have orgasm. I think you just kind of like get. Yeah, it's the, a sensation like that. Well, yeah. the other thing we're having all this great fun about it, but the, the dark side of the task for the <laughs> orgasm gun is that he gets it used on him for like a minute and a half, 
uh, or something smaller than that, just a very short amount of time, and then afterwards thinks he's going to die. He's so sad. So the Aww. removal of the orgasm gun is a real giant bummer. This is it's, the evil cat person? No. Well, it, no, it works on both cats and people. Isn't that a crazy oh. thing? Yeah. It really teaches the things about feline anatomy. <laughs> it does. I guess I didn't want to think about the cat <laughs> orgasm. All right. Uh, Scott, you're up third. What is your major compliment? You know, I did like the orgasm gun, but I also really like this concept that you could breed someone for luck. Yeah. Like, I, I thought so much of this book was boring and techno jargon, but the yeah. fact that he came up with a scenario where you could actually evolve someone who is so lucky by having a series of generational lotteries. Right. So you, in order to, in order to have a baby, you like, you have to win the baby lottery and then you get to have a baby. So er, ergo after several generations, the only people around are people who have won six lotteries in a row. Yeah. Or exactly. Yeah. Which is missing the point that every sperm that wins has already won a gigantic lottery. Whoa, so we're already really lucky? We are already bred well, that's for the, luck. Well, that's the point, which is the fact that anyone's here at all is just super lucky. But yeah. I thought, like, you know, it's like, you know, maybe you're, you're lucky. I didn't choose to be lucky. I was born this way. Right. Like, it oh, takes, yeah. you know, like you make your own luck. You actually don't make your own luck. No. The universe, or no, the, the two-headed aliens that have been controlling our species. As it turns out. Uh, they, it, they were born, they born uh, you this way. I sort of felt like did, their did, concept of luck was like just looking backwards. Like they were just justifying mm-hmm. like all this stuff happened because she's lucky. It's like, no, that's right. just the narrative you're putting on it because you know where it ended. That's your own. Yeah, it's so funny. They were like, she like falls in love with this guy on the space planet. And, and then they're like, oh, you were so lucky. You fell in love with me first because I would take you on the ship to get you to the planet where you'd meet the real love of your life and yeah. you'd leave me for him. Like... Maybe that's not her yeah. beautiful luck. Have some self-esteem, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Maybe that just sucks for you. And you're coming up with a story to try to make it feel okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Ezra, so so you guys, this is Easy Month. And uh, I don't think Steven and Scott, you know what this is yet. Uh-oh. Maybe you've caught on. It's Easy Month. <laughs> Happy Easy Month, you guys. Which means Thank each you. week, one of us doesn't have to do the research. Ezra <laughs> was writing Easy this month. Ezra, what did you... This week, what did you do... What's one great thing you did instead of reading this book? Oh, first, I wanted you to have... I don't know. Do we already have a theme song for this? We do. Is it Summertime and the, the Living's Easy? No, that was a good guess. Uh, it, it's a... Uh, I mean, way to not listen to the show. But also, it's... Uh, <laughs> it's Easy <laughs> Month. It's, it's Easy Month the... Sunday morning. <laughs> okay. Obviously, <laughs> it's Easy Month. I'm not going to listen to the true. show now. That's true. That's a good point. Um, so instead, uh, I would love to give a compliment to... Um, the new app version of uh, Amazon Prime Instant Video, uh, which now lets oh. you download your videos. Um, so Instant I've Video using... in five to eight minutes. Does it download directly to your pleasure center? <laughs> <laughs> What's so great does. about it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. So I can I can use videos, uh, you know, watch videos uh, from my my pleasure center, uh, I guess, device um, while on public transit without using my data, which is like the nice. opposite of the pleasure center. Um, yeah. So I've been watching um, uh, The Legend of Korra, which is a totally delightful anime. Uh, yeah, if, if How did you, you guys... settle on that? Um, it was available on Amazon Instant Video. It's the only <laughs> thing currently playing <laughs> on Amazon all Instant all Video. Amazon got. <laughs> all... I, Amazon just rolled out uh, one-hour ordering here in Portland. So like right now, I could order a gallon of bear urine, and it would be here before the show's over. I think a drone would bring it right to your window. 
Right, you you want to, Alex? Do you want to order something right now and see what happens? Oh, it makes it in time. That's a really good idea. I, let's get some cupcakes. Uh, let's do it next episode because I am not a prime member. Okay, uh, I won't be here, but please report back before the listeners get to know. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I do think that would be a fun thing to do. We should order something uh, from readdistribute.com/slash/amazon and get it delivered on the show. Yeah, I could like Chekhov's like delivery. Yeah, Chekhov's bear urine. <laughs> they do sell bear urine. I don't know why. I think it's for hunting. But you can you buy can't it. get it. I mean, well, hunting and cooking, probably, right? <laughs> it's a conversation. Maybe. Good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast about bad books and movies and TV shows and stuff. Let me introduce you to the panel. I'm Alex Falcone on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Uh, we have a kind of a, an interesting panel this week because Chris and Tanya are both away honeymooning. Coincidence? I think not. Uh, they are together. They, they got married. Uh, not a coincidence. What? 100%. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to explain that. Made it really complicated. They're on their honeymoon, you guys. They're gone. And so uh, we have a very special panel. <laughs> Alex, did you just shoot a gun into my confusion center? <laughs> I got guns for days. Um, as uh, Bumping up to a second chair, he's at Ezra Fox uh, on Twitter in Northern California. It's Mr. Ezra Fox. see if I can read something from the Wikipedia. Uh, I am the lion bastard, a ship. Is that, is that true? Oh, the, I think their ship was called the Liar. There were a bunch of weird names that either they didn't explain or I didn't. Well, they ask. renamed the ship and didn't even mention it. it was, first it was called the Longshot, and yeah. then it was like, I'm, I'm calling it the Lying Bastard. Yeah, and then they were calling oh, it the Liar, and I thought they were talking about, like, the, the like, isn't that a kind of music tiny stand harp? or something? Yeah. yeah, like a loot. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, they're also, oh, yeah. there, was a, there was a planet or a city called, like, We're Here Now. Or yeah. something. <laughs> we made it. Yeah, we made it. That's what it's called. We made it, which is such a lazy name. Or like, wasn't there also. Mount Look at That or something? Mount Look at That. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. There's a city called We Made It and Mount Look at That, and they don't is talk all... about why these happened. Is there also the summit of Fist of God? Yeah. Yeah. That's sure. a really important plot point, though. Oh. Fist of God. Yeah, I mean that's never an accident. That's never a small happening <laughs> when the Fist of God shows up. <laughs> Accidental fist of God. Yeah, you don't want that. Oof, that's bad. Just, uh, it just miss. <laughs> also joining us, filling in for Chris, uh, he's at Scottly on Twitter. It's Mr. Scott Simon. Oh, what the tangent am I doing here? <laughs> uh, so as you might be wondering, why did he say is that? that a catchphrase? Yeah. It kind of is. Kind of, no, they just replaced all swear words with tang or tangent for no good reason. Yep. Yeah. So you know how sometimes a, Ezra's... You know like some, a, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, it's just, is this like a ring geog- geometry thing? I think like, it's geometry related, but they never say... It's like a future thing. You know how sometimes in the future they just find and replace a bunch of words with other words? <laughs> it's like, this. we got to future this document up real quick. Exactly, right. That's how you do. And so he changed the swear words to tang, just like when Star Wars, when they say youngling instead of kid. Because that's... <laughs> future it up really fast. It's the quickest way to do it. Thanks uh, and this week, our very special guest, you guys may remember, the Thin Voice Ranger. We haven't called you that in a while. Um, he's at Carter Street 42 on Twitter. Please welcome back, Mr. Stephen Carter. Uh, and so, just imagine when I open my mouth, orchestral music comes out. <laughs> uh, uh, so, so many pet peeves. One is that uh, in sci-fi books, where they it's like 10,000 years in the future, but they only reference 1900s Earth. 
And so, like, he was like, something classical came out, like Beethoven or the Beatles. Um, <laughs> it's like both 10, those were in the 1900s? Years. No, no, no. But uh, the Beatles, I meant. Uh, <laughs> okay. But just that that's like 10,000 years from now. Those are the two references you have. Beethoven yeah, well, still I got guess, it. Like, yeah, he's, right. He's, I mean, he's, he was it's true, called truly. classic for a reason. Yeah, man. It's not. It's called classical. Um, yeah, that is a, it's a, it's a silly thing that they do. Ezra, so the context of that is that uh, one of yeah. the alien races, the puppeteers, their natural tongue sounds like orchestra music to us or classical music. Oh. But when they talk to humans, they choose sultry female voices. Oh, right. I forgot he had a, nice. he had a girl voice for no reason. The narrator the whole time was using this like, well, you know. Yeah. It sounds like <laughs> it sounds like better sped up. That's what I heard. Yeah. Anyway, you guys, this is episode number 308. We have now done as many episodes as the GDP of Singapore in billions of dollars. Hmm. Whoa. Oh, so you can yeah, shut it down good. after this then? <laughs> yeah, we finally you got your there. goal. <laughs> yeah, the, the GDP of Singapore, we call it We Made It. That's yeah. what we named this episode. <laughs> That's a good callback. Uh, speaking <laughs> Instead of laughing, I'd love it if you would just tell me that it's a quality callback. Yeah. That's good enough. <laughs> that was really funny, Alex. <laughs> Speaking of things that are too big for me to fathom, this week we're talking about Ring World by Larry Niven. This was selected by Meat Buddy Kyle, so we had the Meat Buddies vote on some stuff that would be really difficult for one person to understand if they weren't involved. And oh, Ezra, man. I gotta say, you got a doozy. I think I had an easier time understanding the movie last week than you are on this because I don't think we understand what happened. Nope. Well, then, then it's basically then I'm the same, right? Yeah, you're caught up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're like a step above you. Like we're second graders, and you're a first grader speaking well, he, like learning Spanish. Here's the thing: like I only have things that are right because they're only coming from Wikipedia. I have no misinformation. You probably oh, misunderstood something. Interesting. Well, we're going to make it a little more difficult because, as you established last week, as an easy week, tr- easy month tradition. One thing that we say about this book will be a lie. <laughs> no, this is much worse when it's on, <laughs> I'm on the side of it. <laughs> you think? Uh, much more difficult. So, And I'll give you a hint. Uh, Keenan and Kel never make out in this. What? Wait, is that the lie? <laughs> um, anyway, so if you want to force us a topic, force us to read or watch something that's hard to understand, go to readdustic.com, sign up on our mailing list. You'll love the mailing list anyway because it is soups fun. But then you'll also totally enjoy getting to help sponsor an episode when that comes out. Chris is gone, as I mentioned, on some sort of honey-related trip. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> why am I so bad at... Su- I don't, they're on a honeymoon. I don't know why it's so hard to say. Um, anyway, Chris is gone. So Scott... I need you to summarize in the style of Chris, in the style of a giant cat. Okay, first got to get into my Chris character. Yeah, do that. The year is 2850. <laughs> is that what it sounds like? Okay, I I get uh, I'll, I'll is that working? It. Yeah, high five. All right, thanks. And now I've got to get into a cat. And that, the year is 2850. <laughs> Four characters combined in unlikely circumstances. Pro tip, Chris usually gives up on the accent by this point. Yeah, so you should give up on both. I'm trying too hard. Okay. <laughs> no, you did great. That was enough. All right, good. You made it. So am I done? Oh, i got to keep some yeah. of the story. Right. Yeah. So the, the story is Ringworld, which essentially combines the gripping narrative of an issue of popular science with the rich, nuanced characters you might find in the operating manual of a nuclear reactor. <laughs> if you like random lists of technology and aliens commenting on that list of technology, you're going to love Ringworld. But, but Scott, as Chris, do they also comment on theoretical physics? Yes. 
They do. They speculate on what weather might be like based on the imaginary planet they created. When you probably wish they were getting to the story? Yes. Yes. Ding. Wait, but Scott is Chris. What what about biology? (laughs) Biology? Of course. Stellar processes? Yes. Orbital mechanics? Yes. Yeah. Do you feel like you know them because of it? Like you know more about it? Or do you feel like it was just... Like the characters and their motivations? Well, no. certainly not that. But like, do you feel like you understand orbital physics better? Oh, yeah. I'm building a ring world right now. <laughs> I got... What? Oh, my God. This Portland, man. It's Makerland, dude. Everyone's how sure. how hard is it to build a ring world, guys? Like, do you feel like you could pull it off now? Uh, I mean, we know the steps. Yeah, we're pretty what, confident what are, on the steps. Step one, build a ring world. <laughs> step two. <laughs> step two. Step, no, step, <laughs> step one is step, get a ring. Yeah. Number two, oh, terraform that's it. Fair. Number okay, three, yeah, sure. something. Abandon it? Yeah, abandon it. Abandon. Number four, profit. Yeah. That's the, when oh. do we get to fist God? <laughs> God fisting. Step five, fist the God. <laughs> fist, no, that fist, is the fist a God, that's right? That's the profit. <laughs> uh, hey, Shiva, get over here. <laughs> You're looking, you're looking cute today. I need to bingle Shiva, see how attractive. Shiva is the destroyer. Oh. Get it? <laughs> it figures you would go that way. <laughs> huh. yeah, Wait, ha- who's getting fisted always... this, in this version with Shiva? Oh, I mean, you hope it's... I think it's your chakra. Uh, My chakra fist, got Straight fisted. to your chakra from Shiva. Doesn't Shiva have multiple arms? Oh, yeah. Lots of fists to go around. Yeah, I think you don't want... F- uh, whoa, she's totally dancing on this dude. Yeah, this would be you in this story. That would be me. Would be the guy with I'm the gonna, mustache, fisted gonna, by God. Yeah, Bingle is fisted by Shiva. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this is weird, guys. I don't know why, but Bing thought that the first thing I wanted to see was type fisted. Oh, when I so when you type fisted by Shiva, the first thing that I see is an actress in front of a bevent.net. Who is this woman? She's smiling pretty broadly. Shiva Hagen. Oh, of course. She, where's the she's, where's the word fist on this page? She's the fisting queen of Sweden. Uh, this might be porn related. Oh, yep, there yeah, it is. Well, <laughs> right. Wait, of Sweden? Did you guys just that realize that? Or is that? I don't know why I didn't just assume that. I was like, who is this actress? I've never seen her before. Why did she come up when I searched for fisting? You know, obviously well, there's a good reason. Props to you for never having seen her before, I guess. Oh, yeah. If you turn off safe search, very different. All right. <laughs> Are we still in the very summary section of this podcast? Or? <laughs> No, we're still on the building a ring world portion of this. Go ahead, Scott. So keep it going. All right, so anyway, as we are, we've got uh, four characters living in the uh, year 2850, and one is Louis Wu. He's a very bored 200-year-old who's done it all, literally, in and out of the known space. Uh, Tila Brown, a young 20-something, kind of like... Very intelligent and yet airheaded, innocent um, uh, female human who's yeah. been bred to be lucky. Um, yeah. And we've got Nessus, a Pearson's puppeteer, who's like a two-headed robot being inhabited by a creature inside of its skin. And they're known to be intergalactic cowards. And this one happens to be insane and not in a fun Wait, way. By this insane, is so many brave. This is right. so many adjectives for me to, to try to figure out. Oh, sorry, did you say that was it? Insane, insane two-headed robot, did you say? Yeah, an insane two-headed cowardly being inside a robot body. That's better. Wait, it's a robot body? I'd forgotten that too. Is that true? Yeah, it's kind of like a stevedore of sorts. Sure. It's a stevedore. I know. You know, like like a a longshoreman. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he's not in a two-headed longshoreman suit. Wait a minute. That is a long okay. like a like a like a forklift. Ezra and people at home who haven't done this, you should Google like puppeteer in Ringworld so we see what you're talking about and the kind of ridiculousness you need to overlook to it. Am I going to see a, a queen from Sweden when I do this? I think if, make sure your safe search is on because otherwise, 
Oh, this oh. doesn't look robotic. This looks like a horse with two fist faces. See, someone wasn't paying attention. <laughs> you know, maybe I, I was. I said this. Maybe I'm the one who's not paying attention. Okay. This. So this is a also, two-headed horse. Yeah, this is. It's a way different world if we just insist on people bingling stuff for themselves, so we don't have to. Yeah. Also, <laughs> can I say the fan art for Ringworld is terrible? Oh, this is creepy. This is not. Some shit's about to happen. Oh, that to looks that like Tila. I bet you that's Tila. It has no ma- um, no no hands, so it uses its mouth. It's two mouths, right. it's hands, which is disgusting. It's mouths or hands, yes, which is unsanitary. Yeah. It's disgusting. Uh, okay. So here's some creatures. And, and also, there's a fourth creature, which is, uh, his name is Speaker for Animals, and he's like a diplomat to Earth, implying that the humans are the animals he's speaking to. He's a Kazin, and, and as far as I can tell... they abbreviate that to as Speaker 2, speak, instead of just Speaker. Speaker, or Speak. They frequently call him Speaker 2, and that is really confusing. It's a weird place to cut off that sentence. Agreed. So just to get a picture of what a Kazin is, it's like uh, it's like Chewbacca and Garfield had a baby, or like, and then they had a baby with a Klingon who had a baby with a cheese poof. Now, is that, like, is that baby very lucky also to exist? I, I don't know. I think we're if you had sex with a cheese here. poof and then you had a baby, it's pretty lucky. That's it's weird you pick cheese poof and not I, the I Chester say, Cheeto. I would say that's unlucky because I feel like if you're boinking a cheese poof, you're like, well, at least I'm not going to get pregnant. <laughs> and, and then at nine months later, I'm not yeah, going to yeah. get pregnant is the one like that's the one thing I have going for me. <laughs> well, yeah, because the, the downsides are like now my junk is orange. Mm-hmm. Or have... the upsides, right? <laughs> I guess we have different different ways of looking at the world. Alex, we go to different okay. parties. We We're do. talking about puffy, not crunchy, right? <laughs> are we talking yeah, about puffy. the fiery ones? So do you want to get to the plot, or are we just doing the characters? Well, the, I mean, most. I mean, the first. Anyway, moving on. So they they the puppeteer uh, Nessus recruits these humans for this secret mission, and the puppeteers are leaving the galaxy because, like, in twenty thousand years, the galaxy is going to explode. And uh, after a lot of secret subterfuge and listings off of technology, they finally visit the puppeteer homeworld in this ship that's faster than any other ship. And he's bribing them with this ship because the rest of the civilizations need this ship. It's very complicated just yeah. to get them to the ring world. All right, so the ring world is this giant artificial uh, ring around a star, and it's orbiting at just the right speed to create gravity and it's got mountains and oceans and all this stuff anyway it's because they were like so they were like what would be a planet that would have like perfect amounts of heat and light or something right why is that why well they they needed to capture as much energy as they could because their civilization needed energy but a dyson sphere makes it hard to have a gravity am i right guys (laughs) so the compromise is a ring you spin a ring right you can't spin a sphere right and i know how good like the dyson air blade is at (laughs) Like drying my hands, I can only imagine how good a sphere would be at being an energy capturing planet. Probably we, pretty pricey though, right? Like oh, probably so like expensive. Like maybe like four times as expensive as like the the Hoover ring yeah. or sphere. The trick yeah. is to save on up those some... deal sites like Woot or Meh or something. Yeah, so yeah. Or, or like have your mom send you some Bed Bath and Beyond coupons. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Just sign so up, you, you get twenty percent off. Exactly, Stephen. <laughs> you <you're> like... <laughs> we should go shopping sometime. Yeah, you want to go shopping? Let's go shopping, Stephen. I think we can make this work. We get a great deal <laughs> on a ring world. <laughs> can you guys? I would I would have a Kickstarter to have you guys go shopping together. Like, would, <laughs> I'm pretty sure like, you're not like, allowed to kickstart that, but you can just give them money. I, like, I think uh, it wants to give us other people's money. You just volunteered <laughs> other people to give them money to shop. You're like, I would let other people give you money for shopping. What I've would be no for the, that? Like maybe like a uh, like a picture where we're like clearly talking about the person who donated. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> Let's start a podcast, a video podcast called Buy It and Cry It, and Ooh. it'll be about people who buy shitty things. With, uh, with Ezra's Scott friend's money. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I burned a lot of bridges after the last Kickstarter I set up, so I'm probably not going to be able to do this again. 
<laughs> well, if you don't think you like it, just try it. <laughs> uh, um, did we summarize? Does, does anyone know what's they, going on? More they than go me? to the ring world. <laughs> their ship gets dis- their ship gets disabled. They 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 have to like survive in the ring world. They fly around in their fly cycles. Um, Tila, who's the female, she kind of goes crazy and gets blown out uh, on a on a wind storm that's created when a meteor hits the ring world. Do you mean mentally blown out, or just she has a really good blow dried haircut from the storm? Yeah. Really good blow like dry, dry haircut bar. is much too much character description for this book, <laughs> so I'm going to see the former. Um, they meet some locals, and the locals treat them first like gods and then realize they're blasphemers for using illegal technology. Um, and then there's the puppeteer, turns out, to have been manipulating mankind the whole time. They kind what? Of Who would have seen that coming with a name like Puppeteer? <laughs> puppeteer, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I thought there okay. were no strings attached, Puppeteer. In the, yeah, in the defense, it, they do look like it's a guy who's hiding in a big horse costume who's using his <laughs> hands as puppets. Right. With, a, with Wait. a hand face. Yeah, well, the crazy thing about the puppeteers, I, I was just well, looking at the pictures of them, they have like only five appendages also, so they look like a whole hand. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, like, this like guy that. was like looking at his computer like, man, I need another character. What a guy, and then he looks down and sees his hand and is like, got it. And draws an eyeball on it. Yeah. And then another smaller hand for a mouth. I don't know. Scott, so, 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 so what happens when the puppeteers pull the strings? Well, what happens is that uh, they find up, they finally meeting other characters here in the ring world, uh, including a guy who's like crashed his spaceship here a long time ago. Turns out there's a mold, there's some infectious spores now on the ring world that is killing all superconducting material, and that's how the civilization collapsed. Anyway, they finally get to the Fist of God, which is this giant mountain, and they manage to finagle a floating police station to uh, fly them back to their ship and get them off of the ring world after they drag the over the edge, and it propels their ship. Anybody they're crashed, and they got to get off the ring world. They do. Tila stays behind, and uh, Lewis and the furry Garfield monster go home talking about the ring world, setting up sequels. She stays so pretty... Pretty typical stuff, then, is what you're saying. Yeah, pretty off the shelf. I, so Tila stays behind because she's fallen in love with Don Quixote? Uh, huh. Yeah. Because she, fall, she falls in love with a guy who's, like, <laughs> dressed as a knight who's crossing the ring world for, two, like, for hundreds of years trying to fight something that's not real, right? Yeah. Or to, is that to, the to creature just, from the id? Yeah. yeah. Like the cartoon, the comic strip id? Like Forbidden Planet. The movie. Oh, I don't know what that is. It's a total ripoff. You're starting to upset me. All right, I'm you sorry. guys, uh, <laughs> that was a long summary. I hope you're all caught up. As On a scale of 1 to 10, how confident would you say you are in knowing the plot of Ringworld? Nine. <laughs> wow. All right. As God, on a scale I, of I 1 to 10. Thank you. A lot of confidence. That's just great to see. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being the, the not at all normally confident and 10 being I have hubris all throughout my life, what would you say your normal amount of confidence about any subject is? 300. <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. So nine's not that good, actually. All right. Well, let's let's see if more comes out from the hates. Let's uh, let's get some hates out. We've obviously suggested some things you don't like already. I don't like find and replace for futurism. Obviously, don't like how it's just space descriptions, just explaining stuff. Like it feels like a, the guy who had like some ideas about science but no time to learn how to write a book. Um, but what are some other things that you guys specifically hated about Ringworld? Um, I'll, I I've got one from the start. Oh, Which good. Is, Let's start there. 
That's a good place to start. Um, so uh, this, I, I'm not one to to usually like be part of the problem internet and like jump on to when like look for for things that we would discuss in like a liberal arts college about why something is sexist or racist or something like that when it's not on its face. Uh oh, I smell a think piece coming on. <laughs> but I am. This is the most anti woman book I think I've ever read in my entire life. Hey, can we get a trigger warning on this real quick? Should we? I I think we probably... I would say relatively mild trigger warning. She's sold to another person, uh, but it's because she's in love with him and wants to leave her current boyfriend, and that guy just doesn't understand. And so it's like... So she says, like, it would be easier to explain to him that I've sold you to him than if I just say you're breaking up with me to date him. Yeah. Man. Um, so, well, also, she's the only woman that speaks really in this book or like the only real main character who's a woman. Well, there's the bald the, lady later on. There's the weird old lady later. Who's addicted to this, the orgasm gun. Right. Uh, she, the only thing that she brings to the table other than being wrong most of the time or complaining is that she is lucky. So something that right. she has no control over. The oh, other species, on... all their females are non-sentient. <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> That's the cat it. species was like, we have non-sentient uh, mates. Yeah. And then, it's not great and, yeah and they're like i don't know how you do it with all these in- with these intelligent women it's so much easier where i come from i yeah i this is why i'm saying it's a mild trigger warning because i don't feel like many people are probably going to be triggered by non-sentience in the characters i don't feel like that's like upset sure you should be angry but i feel like it's more like this is so ridiculous that i don't think it's super upsetting like it was so it was so silly that yeah. like the non-sentient thing was just like like it's it almost feels like it feels like pointing out how sexist it is is like giving it too much credit. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's just it's clearly from a time that's not this one. Like when oh, yeah. it really heavily implies that like Tila was really only brought on so Lewis would have somebody to put his dick inside. In fact, he even Which, says, if you leave, then what am I going to do? Rape Nessus is what he says. Oh, he does say that. Okay. Well, I don't remember that, but that's terrible. So not that she's there for her luck. She's there for her getting other people lucky. Yes, helping people <laughs> to get lucky. She's, that's a, it's a, it's like a euphemism. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> she didn't see. I. Uh, he also, Lewis also seems like he's pretty much DTF whenever with whoever... Yeah. He seems like he probably would have sex with the horse hand face creature if he could. He's referred to as a xenophile. Oh, yeah. I thought that just meant they were friends, but you think that means he wants to well, bone aliens. now I do. Right. Wait, here's the thing. Yeah. Why couldn't he have sex with a horse hand creature? <laughs> it has hands. It's Well, so it's the thing that the horse hand face is known for is yeah. that it's the most cowardly species. And they're afraid. They, they even call leaders like those are the the hindmost because they're the furthest uh. away from danger. So my guess is they would be too germophobic to have sex with a human because you get all I kinds see. of human STDs, right? Yeah, I mean, who knows what kind of STDs there are ten thousand years from now? Yeah, you'd have oh, to like, like find and replace with tangent and stuff, right? <laughs> right. It's like. Tangent syphilis and stuff, and tangent yeah, right. Herpes. He would just write the book with herpes, and then he would find and replace it with like tangmidia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or the uh, the beard stubble of God. Just trying to think of something that would be pokey. Ah, All right, that would be pokey. It would be. Um, I have a hate. I'll have a lighter hate. Um, I don't. So the it, it, he's two hundred years old and he's bored. 
But they also say that in the in the future, in 800 years in the future, they have this amazing teleportation system. You can get whatever you want in the world at all the times. And so all of the cities have become homogenous. And I feel like that the opposite would happen. I think if you could teleport to places, they would have more reason. Because there's so many places that I would never mm. go if I didn't have to because it wasn't on the way. But if I didn't have to stop mm-hmm. on intermediary cities, you'd have to make your city cooler or no one would go there. Yeah. Mm. Mm. You don't but think? maybe that just means what? like have the, the like the the coolest Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah. <laughs> what What if it was just like a frequent flyer miles thing where everyone's like just constantly moving because they want to like you know get upgraded business class eventually? Well, get, but like, since it takes status. it takes uh, like a nanosecond to get anywhere, it's really not yeah. worth the upgrade cost. No, 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 no. Because no. they give you like hot towels. <laughs> you have no time to enjoy <laughs> it. No, like, maybe you get a refreshing mist as you step into the booth. <laughs> That's it. So I would pay you, top dollar you, for a refreshing you, mist. You right? walk into the teleport booth, they splash your face with champagne, and then you're in New York, and that's the whole yeah. trip. So yeah. good. <laughs> and you know, membership has its privileges. Yeah. So like, I, I actually like started this book thinking I was going to love it because like it perfectly captured the sort of ennui that has set in even in my life as I've traveled around the world and basically seen the <laughs> influx of our culture everywhere and everything's oh. becoming homogenized. And I'm like, oh, I kind of get this guy's going to be full of. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the good news is wherever we go, it's going to be it'll be the same as what you're used to. Because we're in Bed Bath and Beyond, just so full of ennui. <laughs> I don't know, Stephen. I I feel I mean I don't know. There's definitely some of that. I I definitely think that. But I also like like New Orleans is a great example. Like no one else is like you couldn't you couldn't be like we're just going to be New. Have Orleans. Have you not now. been to Popeyes? I don't think that's the thing that I think when I think of New Orleans. I'm not like wait wait. Can we talk about Popeyes? Is it good? <laughs> Have you never had Popeyes? Popeyes is delicious. No, I've never had Popeyes. I've always wanted to go to Popeyes, guys. It's Mm. delicious. Well, God willing. Maybe Amazon can bring us some Popeyes right now. I don't think so. God fist willing. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Also, like, Texas still sucks. I guess I felt like, like, I went to Texas and it sucked, and I was like, I thought the homogenization would have gotten here and made it suck less, but it's just the most I mean, there's Starbucks there, sure. Yeah, there's like 12, you know. In the future, though, like, you're only going to put a teleport booth where there's something to do so there's not a no one's gonna even teleport to texas well that's what i'm saying is i think the the middle cities will have to go away or become cool Hmm. they'll have to become known for something i think i think it'll cause an arms race of coolness in other cities because you have to have unique things to like get people there so like we enter a golden age of art and expression exactly wow you just fixed my faith in humanity we're like approaching like peak peak quirkiness or something that yeah yeah artisanal (laughs) I think all of the yeah all all the artisanal people in Portland and Brooklyn will be like a hot commodity everywhere else. You'll be paid to go somewhere else and just be in a puppet costume in public <laughs> in Den- in Denver because they need it or in Detroit. Quick, we need a three foot beard. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. I think the the city of Detroit will be like we need to get people here. Let's invest in some neck beards, and then all of a sudden, as an Amazon will just teleport some over. Yeah, hold yeah. on, I'm really actually thinking. About this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if okay, who would be the people that would be the driving force of trying to make their cities cooler? It would be the people who live there because they want to like they need jobs and they want their kids to stay there and everything like that. Yeah, What's yeah. The point I'm of doing like that if you can get anywhere at any time. Right. You mean they just uh. leave? I guess I'm saying, why would they have loyalty to one place when they can easily, like, having... Because they got elected like, mayor. What? You're not the mayor when you go to New York, but you're I'm, the mayor of Detroit. I'm the mayor. Wait, so only the mayors yeah. get to stay? No, I'm saying the mayor has a reason to want people to stay. He's the one driving that force. So, like... Oh. And also, Stephen, you might be the mayor of Detroit. 
You've never checked. I I, I think I, I I don't know. I keep getting checks in the mail. Um, <laughs> Wait, actually, you guys know like that like lost money thing, um, where it's like you might have have like unclaimed money in your name. I'm gonna check that for Steven right now. Stolen pro- uh, oh, unclaimed property. Yeah. Yeah. Could you check that for me? <laughs> I'm totally going to. Here's my social security number. I don't Just care if un- you don't need it. Uncollected mayoral payments <laughs> to Steven. <laughs> Can we start a Kickstarter to get me uh, elected mayor of Detroit? (laughs) I don't see why not. I'm sure that you're not allowed to raise money for campaigns on Kickstarter, so you'd have to go to one of those sketchy ones. Oh, like Indiegogo? Yeah. Go fund someone. Throw money away. Mm. Yeah, throwmoneyatme.com. And then... uh, (laughs) That's a thing? Probably. And I made myself so easy to love. Scoot away. Scoot away. Sesame Carl is dead. The ads are everywhere. There's nothing left for me to do. I'm I'm here to turn myself in. Hey, get to the back of the line. What what? Don't be a dick. You can see there's a huge line here. You can't just walk up to the front and mail something. I don't I don't need to mail anything. The the United States Postal Service has been trying to murder me and I'm just here to turn myself in and hope it's over quickly. Oh, great. You're here to be murdered. But you still have to wait in line. Wait, you guys are in line at the post office in twenty fifteen? I thought they were like going out of business. How are all of you here? I need a passport photo. And I need to pay for my P.O. box. Okay, that's weird, but it's like ten thirty. Shouldn't you guys be at work or something? We should be. Okay, this is so strange. I would have sworn nobody came to the post office anymore. Stop talking and get in line. This episode of Sesame Pete on the Run is sponsored by read-weep.com slash Amazon. Save money. Give money when you spend money with read-weep.com slash Amazon. Next! Uh, oh, oh, hi. Uh, that's me. My name is uh, Sesame Pete. I'm here to be murdered as painlessly as possible. What's your zip code? 92041. Okay, I've requested a supervisor. If you could wait on the inside of that door over there. Uh, okay. 90 minutes later, the Postmaster General will see you now. Uh, thanks, I guess. Hi, uh, sorry for the delay. There's been lots of, uh, so it's been worse than usual. Uh, no problem, I guess. Uh, I've been going through my files, and it looks like, uh, yes, uh, the USPS had a hit out on you. Yeah, good, good. Okay, I was starting to think you'd forgotten about me. Yeah, again, sorry for the wait. It's been uh, holidays. It's September. Anyway, I've gone ahead and canceled the hit. Uh, Anything else I can do for you today? Oh, nice scooter, by the way. Uh, Oh, thanks. Wait, you've you've canceled the hit? You could just do that? Uh, There have been some changes recently, and we're reprioritizing away from murder. Uh, Where'd you get the scooter? I, oh, I got it from com slash Amazon. It was like $30, which is crazy good. That's what and, I thought. You know, yeah. Really? It, really, it's your loyalty to Amazon that's kept you alive this long. Emperor Bezos is very pleased. Emperor? Wait, what are you talking about? I'm going to level with you. Uh, the USPS was very mad at you. Uh, your ad for stamps.com was so effective, we thought you'd destroy the whole postal industry. Maybe even the whole U.S. government. It wasn't that good. Uh, but it was. Sesame Pete, why does the USPS exist? To deliver mail? Right, but what is the mail? 
it's mostly just stuff you bought online. Did you know 65% of all mail in the United States is packages from Amazon.com? Wow, that seems pretty high. And we don't really track this stuff, but, but it seems like it. Uh, the rest is just credit card offers. That's all we do anymore. And you know why there are so many Amazon packages? Because of me. Because of you. You thought you were fighting podcast ads, but all along you yourself were in one. Your loyalty to that scooter for the unbelievably reasonable price of $30 undermined our whole system. So we reached for a life raft, and that's where Emperor Bezos came in. You didn't. We did. We sold out, and we took the cash and ran. You're saying the United States Postal Service is now a wholly owned subsidiary of Amazon.com? Not just the USPS. Wait, you're telling me. Yeah. It turns out it was cheaper to just buy the whole government. What? Didn't cost that much either. <laughs> they absorbed the debt, of course, but they offered us stock options and free prime memberships for life. We all jumped. No. All thanks to you. Welcome to your new home, the United States of America, an Amazon joint. I'm a monster. Scoot away. Scoot away. There's nowhere to go. You can't scoot all the way to the Canadian border. I can try. Even if you wanted to, Amazon provided us with enough fencing that you'll never make it across the border. Like like sword fighting or like physical barriers? Both. Fences guarded by fencers. Ah, I'll never give up, though. You'll never win. I'll fight Emperor Bezos with my dying breath. You will never win, Sesame Pete. You'll never win. Will Sesame Pete ever win against the dastardly Emperor Bezos? Find out next week when Sesame Pete on the Run continues. And in the meantime, support this great country the only way you can by shopping at read-weep.com slash Amazon. Save money, give money when you spend money. But I've got a secret weapon. I didn't want to call him out of retirement, but you forced me to. Did somebody call for a shark? I know we pretended he was back once before, but this time it's real! Probably. Space Shark! Space Shark! Space Shark! Space Shark! He's a friend to all that ruthless. Deep into looking for Steven's lost money. <laughs> <laughs> what have you found? What, what, are you, what have you turned up? Um, middle initial is T, right, Steven? Yep. Because there's a lot of Stephen Carters. Yeah, Most I know. of them are not T's. You know what's we weird probably, is a, so many of them are in like communications or uh, authors or writing or something. Like that. It's really huh. weird. Yeah, you're a creative people. <laughs> we are. The, the <laughs> That's Stephen what Carter. a carter means is one who carts. Uh, yeah. And by carts, that means uh, words onto a page. It's an old English thing. Yeah. The other weird thing about all Stephen Carters is that the females of our species are all non-sentient. <laughs> Does make things simpler, I think. Uh, all right, you guys, it's time for the game of top five. Top five. Great. It's weird having Chris be gone because then only one person knows you're supposed to yell top five. Wait, top try that five. again. Try it again. We're learning. Top top five. Top five. Top six. Top five. All right. Uh, so the first question. So this is uh, we put it out to the fans every week on Facebook top five. and Twitter. And, too late. <laughs> top uh, five. It's, it's over. You you killed it. Damn it. It's over, and you killed it, Stephen. Um, so the uh, if you go to, go to facebook.com slash readweep or tweet at us at uh, read underscore weep or join the mailing list, uh, then we'll send you out the questions and or send out the solicitations for questions. I guess it's like Jeopardy. We give you a statement. You give us a question. Anyway, um, the point is uh, we asked what you wanted to know about, uh, about Ringworld. And so we got a bunch of great – so many good questions today. We can only take five and they're the tops. First Top up, five. <laughs> Top five. 
at spearhafak underscore, which is a great tweet Twitter handle, um, asks, "Where would you rather live, Ringworld or Discworld?" Ooh, I know this one. Yeah, Discworld. <laughs> well, because I read Discworld. So just by I, default. I, yeah, well, I also wouldn't take Bandworld. Uh, we have way too many worlds, guys. I don't know if you realize this. I would live in Waterworld over these other ones. Really? Uh, so yeah, you get in, a free jet ski and all the cigarettes you can smoke if you're on the bad guys. And all the water you want, also, I'm assuming. Tons of water. But not a drop to drink. That's true. Uh, or to clean your dirty shirts. A lot That's of cool. irony, then, I guess. Yeah, yeah sure. just boatloads of irony. That movie was, I think, critically acclaimed for its irony. I think I would choose uh, Discworld because it's less boring. Um, what's tell me, I did not read. This is Terry. That's Pratchett? Terry Pratchett, right? Yeah, I didn't read. Yeah. It. What's it like? So, isn't he known for being like charming and funny? Yeah, and, they're like, funny, just books. very pretty, witty and, and like warm. Yeah, which seems like the complete opposite of this cold, dead techno babble. Right. Uh, I'm picking Discworld or Wayne's World. <laughs> oh, Wayne's World. If that was an option. That's good too. No, so in Discworld, you can be the apprentice to death, which is pretty fun for a book. Um, you can wait. Like you, you can be, be the de- apprentice so hard you die from it. <laughs> uh, no, you you can be Death's Apprentice so hard you become Death's Apprentice. Oh, like, yeah. Is there, be, a big, uh, is there a big is there big job market Mario? for that, or is that like after the apprenticeship you like very little chance was, of actually making the union? Wasn't that the Donald well actually Trump the show? Dead Death really wanted to like to bow out of the gangs. Game was the thing, so like he, he really had a, a real shot at it. Oh, uh, I, I won't give away the ending though, but it's fun. Steven Sounds Hasselin? like the ending is that yes, he gets it. Um, I would choose no. Super Mario. Oh. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. So many good worlds. All right. Uh, number two, Christian on Facebook says, is it possible to create a species so appalling, so uncharismatic, or so dangerous that Louis Wu won't consider having sex with it? Absolutely. It's a species. Yeah. It's its body just basically consists of the same old restaurants and stores that he's seen all over the world. <laughs> it's just an amalgam you, of society's <laughs> ultimate banality. You're saying just that, that Louis Wu wouldn't deign... To have sex with a strip mall. That's the only thing he won't fuck. Yeah. I mean, unless it had like a, a Jillies in it. Was so, that the name of vagina? What does that mean? That's the name I just made up on the spot because I couldn't think of a better name for a sex store. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think a Jillies is a pretty yeah, good name I for think a that should be store. canonical now. Yeah, I'd go to Jillies. I could. Can we, can we really quickly, can we go for the marketing for Jillies? There's well, smelling a Kickstarter coming on. I don't know if you. <laughs> Uh, just throw money at me dot com uh, yeah. pitch. Yeah. <laughs> For thirty dollars, you get a Jilly's T shirt that says "Louis Wu won't it. tap this." <laughs> I was gonna say I jacked it at Jilly's. Oh, I jacked it at Jilly's. Oh, uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Is it? Is it just for jacking it, or can you do other things also? Uh, I was whacking it at what Jilly's. <laughs> what else are you in the market like, for? <laughs> I, Jillies, what else are you in the market for? <laughs> Can I interest you in a pleasure ray gun? Oh, yeah, an orgasm gun. That's definitely what they would sell. I'll take sure. one Jillies. fist of God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to start with one finger of God. We'll see where it goes from there. Uh, number three, you guys, Matthew says, if you, if you could be genetically predisposed towards something that isn't genetic, like luck, <laughs> what would you choose? Ooh. 
Let's start with you, Ezra. I think you're going to be good at this. Oh no, you're good at like being the last one in this game and make and saving it. Scott, let's start with <laughs> okay, you. Oh, good, because I'm going to say something. Well, I actually thought about this for a while earlier. It's funny that this came up, and I couldn't think of anything that was. I was like flying. No, birds got that one covered. Um, yeah. So I I couldn't I couldn't. No, I, I mean maybe I would um, like to be. This is sort of like luck, but I I would like to be genetically predisposed to never accidentally bite my gums or tongue while I'm chewing food. Mm-hmm. I mean. Is that possible? There are people that I think that that's already a it's genetic thing because because there's people who have no teeth, right? Yeah, or tongues. <laughs> yeah, but that's sort of like a monkey's paw way of getting that it's, wish. Yeah, careful what you ask the genie for. Granted. Oh, monkey's paw. That's genetics, man. You know what I meant. <laughs> genetics didn't though. Yeah, genetics does not understand. So Ezra, let's hear your brilliant. Thing. Yeah, save it, Ez. Uh, okay, can you, like, you know the, like, when you always have the perfect comeback, can we do that? Oh, sure. Ooh, that's, that's not genetically bad. predisposed to, to comebacks. Well, now I'm getting yeah. confused about what is and isn't genetic. Now I, well, like, I'm convincing myself. That's everything. the point of the right. book. <laughs> Makes you... <laughs> uh, uh, or speed reading, I'd take also. That's pretty Speed reading is rad. It's gotta oh, be genetic. I would like to be genetically predisposed towards parallel parking, because that's just Ooh. something that, like... Because whenever you fuck it up, there's always someone watching, you know. I think I think you just would get an extra eyeball, you know. I Where would you put it? Do it for you. Where would you want to put it? <laughs> <laughs> On my pants, looking. In. I don't know. Jillies. Where would you want to put it? it? <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, do you have one, Stephen? Well, I was just gonna say I like to be genetically predisposed to finding free money on the internet so how's that going Ezra <laughs> I'm sorry you really should be a different Stephen Carter than the ones that I found if you're a Stephen J Carter I could do something for you but there's no Stephen T Carters who have any money I'm sorry <sighs> if you were Steve instead of Stephen maybe but you're not if I was what Steve I could Steve? I might be Steve under some documents yeah yeah, yeah you wish <laughs> you're just saying that to get free money from People who lost money dot com. Wait, Steve. Uh, also, also, yeah. There, there's no Alex or Scott that I, I no. was able to find either. I'm sorry. Well, I'm bad. no no Alex or Scott Carter's. Um, yeah. <laughs> we they have different last names. Stephen, I'm going to look up for you. Also, I've got my own little internet over here. I just need um, the name of your first pet. <laughs> uh, yeah. Blah. Wait, really? <laughs> okay. And how do you spell blah? Uh, it's uh, <laughs> my first pet was actually named Waldo. Okay, Waldo, got uh, it. Um, I hope you don't actually master. have any password resets that are like this, Stephen, because <laughs> you've just been hacksword. Uh, my social security number. Go ahead. It's five five five. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> five five. That, that that could be real. That's someone's social security number. That's only phones that it's not real for. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> So I, what I'm doing while you get while you've been looking up money is that I have been registering back to fist of God. My, well, I'm just registering domain names. So uh, right now I, we do know, oh. we now own throwmoneyatme.com. So <laughs> that'll be the official read it and weave crowdfunding platform. That's so That's good. Awesome. Is fistofgod.com taken? Uh, I'm gonna guess that it's available. You should have search. that redirect to throw money. At me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, this is this is gonna get expensive unless we're sponsored by Hover, which we're not. Well, no better cool. time like now. Um, Fist of God. Hover if you're um, out there listening. They probably oh, aren't. Wait, can I tell you one of the ones I've wanted to register, but I haven't had the money for yet? It's $12, so that's weird. No, no, no. One of the ones I want to register for. Oh, okay. <laughs> what is it? Uh, Butt.legal. 
Butt.legal? <laughs> How much is butt.legal? $70. Oh. <laughs> That's so, so anything.legal is probably that, right? Uh, well, yeah, but uh, let's see. If Does you can do butt.tips is only $25. So. <laughs> <laughs> but but dot club is ten thousand oh, dollars. Yeah. Nice. But how do you know they're uh, legal? Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't specify. Yeah. Well, so I love, love but dot legal because it's um like anyone who's into butt law would want this, right? Yeah, but dot tech is like, only nine dollars. Like proctology malpractice. Like what kind of <laughs> okay. butt law are we talking? I think but we should, dot, is forty dollars. But dot space is already taken. Many butt domains as possible. And then, like, pitch a story of, like, the four dudes who own all the butts on the internet and why. It looks like butt.careers. Butt. Butt. Butt.tech is one of the few that's available. Wait, what was that big one that you did? Butt.accountants. Yeah. Butt.accountants. <laughs> it goes good with butt.legal. Yeah. yeah. Wait, that's ridiculous. but I like uh, butt.video might be worth it. No one owns butt.video? Uh, $1,300, but still. Ooh, it's not worth it. Let's raise some money on throwmoneyatme.com to buy butt. <laughs> to buy as many butt domains but. as possible. <laughs> Have we talked about butt.work yet? Because that's 150 but I think it's worth that's it. That's, 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 def- that's good. pretty good. Butt work. Butt.fyi. It's only 17 <laughs> Butt.soccer is only 17 Man. Whereas butt.hockey is 40 See, that's why. you got to go with soccer. <laughs> butt.dog is available for $25 a year. Oh, will you oh, put a hold on that for me? <laughs> <laughs> butt.run? I don't like that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bad yeah. offer. Um, all right. Whoa, wait. But why is ass.legal taken? <laughs> oh, man. Ezra. Hold on. Wait, wait why is... But why is... Okay, here's the thing. Ass.club is $10,000. Sorry, sorry. Butt.club is $10,000. Ass.club is $9.99. I don't understand the pricing on, on GoDaddy. Get it I right th- now. That is prime real estate. To? I think that ass.club must be just for... like It's too dirty. People don't like it, but a butt club sounds fun. <laughs> we can also get ass.coffee. <laughs> oh, that's for those things where the civet poops out the coffee? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's Kopi Luwak. <laughs> or just bad coffee. Oh, Ask dot management. There's so many good things the, the, I can do here. The good news is that Louis Wu would have sex with all of these things. <laughs> right. Nice. Bad that would be such a, such a good place can to I, end if we weren't on number three. <laughs> <laughs> can I wait? Very briefly. Can I interest any of you guys in Ask.bike? <laughs> Ask bike. Ask bike. I don't know. I don't. Uh, ask club is still the best. You have to buy ask club. We should start a club called Ask Club and then buy that. Yeah. Right. I mean, at that point, you'd have to start the Ask Club. It's like Ask Club for time. men. Like, I'm not just fellas. I'm not just also a member. Exactly. I'm not just the guy who bought the domain name for twenty four eighty eight. I'm also a member. Do you want to run your hands through a thick, luxurious butt? <laughs> awesome but at the month club <laughs> all right uh so let's keep let's do the, wrap this up really quick number sure. four uh robin okay. asks the obvious question is how would you fail to survive not an ass club how would you fail to survive in ring world <laughs> you guys ah uh, it'd be i would just fall off the ring is that possible no it's like a thousand miles no but, it's like a million but, miles but which direction up or down right like i just go like you know either i mean it's off. it's very far from the sides um, really? Yeah. 
I would have a much worse fate than that because I would uh, take that booster spice that makes me live forever and then uh-huh. constantly look for the horizon and so just go <laughs> around in circles until the end of time. Just like just like uh, Don Quixote. At least you get to have sex with Tila. Eh. Or Tivia. What was her name? Tila. 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 I was right. I, I think we'd probably... I mean, some death would be caused by malnutrition after the pleasure gun, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I, yeah, dehydration after orgasm gun, for sure. Oh, yeah. That's probably yeah. actually how I'd fail to survive, though. <laughs> I'm terrible at comebacks. I, I just, I'm really bad at them. Uh-huh. And so I would probably insult a Kazin and then not have some witty mind yeah. game to defeat him. Yeah. Kazin of the big cats. Is that, just is that Garfield? Yeah. That's the big Garfield. Exactly. Okay. Super Garfield. Poof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you're, you're never hungry because you can always pump out a lasagna, lasagna. brick yeah. from the, the spacecraft. Dial it up. And then lastly, uh, I just wanted to throw in here. Uh, this is by email from our good friend Matt Carmen, who asks... When you want to block out light from windows on Earthworld, we pull blinds or shades. So, did the people of Ringworld really not come up with a better name than Shadow Squares? Did they call <laughs> yeah. did they call napkins face wiper panels? Are shoes <laughs> foot sheaths? Do they call pants genital shame hiders? Is one is this one question or five? Top five. Top See, five. Matt knows how to play. Top five. Top five. Uh, I this is a super easy one, and it's a good one to end on because the answer is. Really, they never came up with anything better. As we've discussed, the names are pretty weak. Hey, guys. You know what's available? GeneralShameHiders.com. <laughs> that sounds like a service, not just a... That sounds like we'll come <laughs> over not and we'll just... just a product? Yeah, like, I'll, like, that's not a pair of pants. I'll just stand in front of you all the time and hide the shame of your genitals. We're ready to uh... conceal you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like TaskRabbit, but only for one task. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uber awesome. for pants. <laughs> <laughs> no one said Uber for pants yet. I like it. Uh, all, dot com. I think it's a, it's probably available. You, I wish we were sponsored by Hover because I would just buy a thousand domains while we're on the show. And uh. there's so many good domains out there. All right, you guys. Uh, that's the game of top five. If you want to top play five. top five, top five. That time you're right on. Uh, if you want to play top five, go to top Facebook five. or Twitter or uh, send us an email. Respond to the email list. Lots of great options. We love having your questions. Now, oh, actually, really quick uh, before we move on. Last question. Easy game. Ezra, are you inspired to read this book? Yes or no? Nope. I didn't think so. All right, moving on to reminder compliments. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 no, he has to, to catch... Uh, nope. I don't think we remembered to lie. This is the hard part of this game. Or did we? Okay. Am I lying now? If this is the lie, then the other ones couldn't be a lie. It's a paradox. I thought Anyways. it was weird. Oh, I should ask the other door knocker. It was weird in the book when they said that Bush did 9-11. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lie. All right, now it's time for our minor compliments. We're going to go in reverse order of the way we started. Ezra, what's another fun thing you did besides reading this book this week? Um, Instead of reading I... this book. Oh, well, I can plug like my favorite podcast. Do like, it. It's not this one. What is it? Uh, Your second favorite podcast. <laughs> Actually, I guess I have two. I have two favorite ones. Uh, but so one is uh, one is Harmontown, ah. uh, Dan, Dan Harmon's. Uh, and it's actually the reason I like Harmontown, uh, aside from being like kind of a very uncomfortable group therapy sometimes, uh-huh. um, is they play Dungeons and Dragons, which I realize I really like in podcast form. Really? So there's, another, there's another Dungeons and Dragons podcast, which I love, uh, called The Adventure Zone. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, it's by the guys who do My Brother, My Brother and Me. And right. um, they play Dungeons and Dragons with their dad. And it's really delightful. Uh, I I went and saw a Harmontown taping when I was in LA shortly ago, and, I, and it was a great time. It was really fun. I've never really listened to the show, but it was Bobcat Gothway was on, and he was tremendous. Oh, cool! Yeah, no, it's it's super interesting, and um, 
Yeah, I mean, apparently Dungeons & Dragons on podcast form is, just, is totally my jam. It's up, so. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> up your jam. All right. Um, <laughs> dot com. Check it out. Is that available? Up your jam. Dot com. Up your jam. Up your jam. All right, Scott, your minor compliment. So it was kind of hard for me to get through the first section of the book because I just kept getting so aroused. Oh, sure. Yeah, so there's this. So Lewis meets Tila for the first time and she kind of looks familiar. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that she is the great, 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 great grandson of this granddaughter, rather, of this woman that that, that, like stole his heart, like when he was younger and still vulnerable. Yeah. And like he still kind of like looks fondly back on that woman. He kind of like. And then so he he just, the way he describes how Tila resembles her her ancestor, Uh it was just, it made me gush he said i'm i'm not even kidding this is like direct quote he said he reminded me of her with long legs and conical breasts <laughs> full stop that's where it ended like conical? yeah long legs and conical breasts no other descriptions of it like that is as sensual that's as larry remind, niven gets that's what reminds him of her is just that he so he's like well the breasts are generally round shaped you look like jessica like that's all it takes yeah your legs are long your your breasts are pointy and uh, See, uh, now he, I'm... He must think everybody looks like everybody else. I drew a picture. It's basically like a stick figure with two traffic cones on top. That's... Uh, Ooh, oh. that gets me going. Yeah, I, I'd hit that. Yeah. Duck, duck. I would I would weave around that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's very dangerous seeming. You can get an inflatable of that at Jilly's. I want to say that's got to be the creepiest <laughs> thing to say. Like, this is one of the downsides to living forever is that you... Because, like, she's 20, she's legal, but you're 200 and you dated her great-great-grandmother. Hella creepy. I don't know. It might be. It might be cool. He sort of. Do you guys want to register Jillies XXX? Because we can. <laughs> what was no, that? No, it's not a. It's not a porn site. It's a sex store. We're selling. Fran- I don't know what. To, We're selling Jillies. franchises. Dot, how about Jillies yeah. Brick and Mortar? Is that an option? I don't think it should be. How about Jillies Ass Club? We gotta wrap this up, you guys. That's just a subdomain of Jillies. <laughs> no, sure, that's something of ass. That's right, true. <laughs> Once we own ass.club, we can do anything we the want. Jilly's ass. First, you have the ass. <laughs> then you got the club. Then you've got then the power. Oh man, that would be huge for us. I, oh. I, I, my, I had such a hard time coming up with minor compliments. Um, living for others ever seems rad, and I think people who say that they wouldn't want to live forever are just of a limited imagination. Uh, because uh, he lives forever and doesn't get old, he seems like he's like forty forever, which seems fine. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna, I guess I also like teleportation. So those two general things. I'm glad we figured both of those out by uh, the 2800s. Um, seems fine, right? Are you guys people who would not want to live forever? I want to live forever. Yeah, uh, I want the option to not at some point, right? Oh like, yeah, I, I mean I, he's very killable. He's just oh yeah, then yeah, that's fine. Well, so like that's yeah, that's that's like. As long as you have like an out, it's not like Groundhog yeah, Day, oh. right? Okay, right. Well, I, I mean, I would also like to be like. Well, they also have really good medicine, so they're like. He's like, if you break your leg, it's an annoyance for a couple minutes. Um, wow. I like that kind of medicine too, because I, yeah, I, I would hate if I like live forever and then you could die like doing something really stupid, like, um, like texting and walking up the stairs to your apartment, which I do a lot. Um, seems like an easy way to die, and it would be a shame if you were like he lived five hundred years and then kept storing cardboard boxes by his baseboard heater and died in a fire. Like, uh, you know, if you live yeah, forever, it'd be shitty to die in some dumb way. So you'd have to... Actually, that's intense. That's kind of like the um, like the Chinese democracy of death, right? Like, the longer it takes to, like, to die, the more impressive it has to be. Yes. Mm. Yes. 
you have to have a really impressive death. I like that rule. I think that's fair. But so you can still die. You do have an out if you get bored. But like, you just really have to plan it. Yeah, when you're it's two hundred years old. Like maybe you're like, oh, it'd be so boring. You'd be all the, I don't know. What it, people say they don't want to live forever and they're wrong. I, <laughs> that's my point. They would. Do you, think, okay. do you think this would be a good movie if it was a Wes Anderson movie? Oh, <laughs> ooh. yeah, maybe. Can, can we all pick? Can we all pick a director real quick? I want to see Wes Anderson. Do Wes Ring Craven, Road. currently. Huh. Wow. Because it would be a horror movie directed by a zombie, right? That would be cool. Right. Or a vampire. We don't know. Right. Um, most of the the movie or most of the book really takes place on flying motorcycles. So I say Justin Lin. Nice. Oh, I would watch the shit out of that movie. Oh, it would be so good. It would be about family. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think the most accurate to the story itself would be if they hired a technical writer from Microsoft. Yeah. Just so, okay, a retired so, Boeing engineer. Exactly. Yeah, the whole thing is narrated by a pilot. That's what you'd expect. Uh, that would be perfect. We're crossing 30,000 feet. Winds are... Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Why, but... why does the narrator have an orgasm gun? No, he's, the, no, pilot. he's the pilot. They're showing, they're showing lasers at him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you, Ezra. Hey, good callback. Hey, I got it. That was great callback. <laughs> Steven, <laughs> thank you. Instead you. of laughing, Steven, <laughs> there's so many callbacks. It's callbacks. <laughs> oh, such a perfect place to end, except we have one more compliment. <laughs> Steven, oh, come on. Steven, what's your compliment? Uh, your compliment? Well, I don't even want to give it now. Uh, it better be really fucking good. And it's really bad. <laughs> it's a really bad compliment. We'll, we'll jazz it up. Go yeah, for okay. it. What, yeah. Here's what it was. is that I was getting really strong Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy vibes from the opening of this book. Uh, mm-hmm. Mostly because mm-hmm. like, it's like a human, a two-headed alien, another alien, and a woman who's his love interest. And they go to a constructed planet. Like, And I like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That's my compliment. See, it was terrible. It was a terrible compliment. You know, some people like to is. some people like to end strong. We say, "Oh no, we like to end on that." Um, a di- another <laughs> host might have said, "No, you did good." <laughs> <laughs> you know what, guys? I think you should just pack up and go. We'll see you all at Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hop under the teleporter pad right now. See you in five. <laughs> Uh, all right, you guys, saved it. I saved right, you guys, it. You're welcome. For our show. <laughs> See you at Popeyes, <laughs> dude. Seriously, if you've never been to Popeyes, I should go. I should go to Popeyes. Go to Popeyes. Get like the spicy. It. Get the spicy. All right, you guys. That's it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we'll be back again next week. Really quick. Uh, oh, uh, shout out to Chris and Tanya. Hope you're having a great time on your honeymoon. Uh, and then uh, thank oh 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 that's it that's all I had to say oh thank you Kyle for picking this that was the next thing and then oh, wait, wait a minute ma- there's a mail thing that I wanted to talk about real quick okay let's do it I don't know top five yeah top, top five it? the show's top already five. running really long that's a good uh, call but back. let's do it so let's do it from the mailbag yeah it's a segment we don't really do because we don't get a lot of mail uh, yeah so uh, so Ryan emailed us and uh, asked us. Uh, how does he know if the Amazon link is working when he, uh, you know, very kindly wants to click on the link and then, you know, give us money? Uh, and and he doesn't, right? You don't get to know. Well, so <laughs> we, 
if if we were able to say, uh, Ryan, if we were able to say, oh, I know it's working because you bought that underwear last week, that would be a bad system. So the Sounds fact like that we don't know system. exactly what who is buying what is good. Uh, we just get a number at the end of the month uh, and find out what our what amount of money we made. And the answer that I would give is that uh, we are still asking you to do it because it works. So it's, or we don't or we don't know that it doesn't work. Right, we don't we don't know that it doesn't work for you. So everybody if you keep going to readdistrib.com slash Amazon, especially when you buy your razor scooter for only thirty dollars, holy shit. That's so cheap. Man, um if this I, is twenty years ago, that'd be great. That's <laughs> true. Uh delivered in one hour with a gallon of bear piss, probably. Um <laughs> optional. Optional. Yes, you but have to worth uncheck it. the box though. Uncheck <laughs> It's an opt out out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a uh, yeah. So we really do appreciate you doing it, and the answer is it probably is working. So keep doing it, and there's no way for us Thank to check. You, Ryan. So if Amazon, it's kind of like God, yeah, the fist of God. Yeah, if if Amazon is stealing from us, we don't know. Um, if a lot of people are doing it, it's not working some of the time. That's. But you know what? They own the country now, so they can do whatever they want. If they are keeping some of the money, it's just an Amazon tax. Yeah. Thank you, Amazon overlords. Yeah. We support. Thanks, you. Bezos. We really appreciate it. Human uh, dignity is overrated. And thanks for writing us, uh, Ryan. And also, I'm glad we talked about this on the air, because now I don't have to write you back. Um, but we read it. I was thinking about emailing you back at some point. Didn't yet. So we did it on the air. Um, Dot also, com. Oh, really quick. Lastly, before we go, I want to say, coming up... Uh, we haven't announced this yet, so I'm going to say it now. Coming up for, the, for next month, we're finishing up on Easy Month, starting October is... What is October? Obviously, it is Rocktober. But... A lot of people do Rocktober, but I think we're the only ones who do Dwayne the Rocktober Johnson. So for the month of October, we will be watching movies starring or prominently featuring Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That is all. The whole month. Wait, why isn't it? Why isn't it not uh, Dwayne the Rocktober Johnstober? <laughs> <laughs> it is now Dwayne the Rocktober Johnstober. That is the month of October. <laughs> so. This is your time. Go to facebook.com slash readandweep or tweet at us uh, at read underscore weep or email us podcast at readandweep.com. Tell us what movie that you want us to watch that features the Rocktober. We want to see it. It's going to be so fun. And we're also especially looking for a Rocktoween movie for Halloween. So, Dwayne the Rocktoween Octoween. <laughs> John Stoween. <laughs> <laughs> so all that and more next month. So tell us your suggestions now. Um, and uh, guys, I think you get an Octoween at Jilly's. <laughs> definitely <laughs> for whatever side you're on. All right. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for being here at Ezra Fox. Sure. Thanks for filling in at Scottly. Yeah, you bet. Great talking to you. And then thanks for joining us at, again at Carter Street Forty Two. Stephen Carter. Top five. <laughs> <laughs> Top five. All right, that's a good plug. Goodbye, everybody. Pshh.